Radio Health Journal. I'm Nancy Benson. This week, affluenza. Does wealth sometimes warp the morals of rich kids? If your parents are not going to punish you and not letting anybody else give you any consequences, of course you're going to learn that you're above the law. Morals and money when Radio Health Journal returns. I'm Reed Pence, the producer and host of Radio Health Journal. If you like listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics, from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints. Climate Refugee 101, but we haven't decided if or when we might go or where. The whole world is facing some serious challenges right now. Adapting and finding hope in a shifting global landscape. Then... Having the stock in the freezer, I think of it as like money in the bank. It's like you know you're going to have something good and you can add anything to it. A cookbook author who has pared down the stress of preparing food for large and small groups. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. Listen to Radio Health Journal and Viewpoints on your favorite radio station. And subscribe and listen anytime on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Health Journal. Rich people are different than the rest of us. All you have to do is look at TV commercials this time of year to see it. While many of us have to scrimp to put a nice little gift under the tree for our loved ones, the wealthy are encouraged to buy luxury cars as presents. Psychologists say some wealthy parents pass along a sense of entitlement to their kids, to the point that by the time they're teens, they think they can do anything without consequence. The popular press calls it affluenza, but psychologists like Dr. Sunia Luther dislike the term. Luther is foundation professor of psychology at Arizona State University and professor emerita at the Columbia University Teachers College. I don't use the term affluenza, and I don't think anybody in science really uses that term. As a colloquialism coined by the defense lawyers for this young man, Ethan Couch, to represent an upbringing where parents and the family were so entrenched in money and affluence that they did not do an appropriate job of setting limits for their child. Now, the phenomenon may be true that there are people who, parents who get entrenched in whatever their careers, lives are, and do not set the kind of limits that they should. But there is no scientific term called affluenza. There's no such thing. Affluenza may not really exist, but Texas teenager Ethan Couch famously used it to avoid jail time after a drunk driving crash that killed four in 2013. He was later jailed for two years for violating probation. But while affluenza isn't a recognized diagnosis, it contains more than a grain of truth. I think it's a rather patronizing term, but it's getting at something that certainly is real. There are kids who are at risk because they are wealthy and because they are not treated the way other children are. That's Maya Salovitz, co-author with child psychiatrist Dr. Bruce Perry of the book Born for Love, Why Empathy is Essential and Endangered. There's several things that can happen. One is outright neglect. So the parents are basically never home. 
they never teach them the basic things about empathizing with others and being kind and realizing, you know, how lucky you have it and these kinds of things. So they just don't get sort of the fundamental, I guess you'd call it moral education that most kids get from their parents. Sometimes parents want to bail their children out because they want nothing to sort of mar the reputation of the child or sully the records of the child. They will do whatever they can to avoid the child getting into trouble with the principal or with law enforcement and so on. If this happens over and over again, obviously the child starts to feel like he or she is above the law and punishments don't apply and consequences do not apply to him or her. Luther has done several studies looking at the psychology of upper-class kids. And while she doesn't like the term affluenza, she finds that by the time those kids are teens, they've got it they know they can get away with more than other kids can. We actually asked about this in relation to adolescents' drug and alcohol use and basically found that children in relatively affluent families were much more likely to say that their parents would not have severe consequences if they found out they were doing drugs and alcohol. And this is basically what we've learned over working with various communities over time that a lot of parents do say, well, yeah, kids will be kids and everybody does it and we all know that it's happening, so that they don't impose consequences. Not surprisingly, those youngsters who said that their parents were relatively sanguine or laid back about this were the ones who were doing more drugs and alcohol. None of that would be surprising to a lot of people. We know that powerful people pay fewer consequences for doing what they want. And Salovitz says that apparently accepting that that's how the world works is hardwired into our brains. When you look at the subculture of upwardly mobile families and affluent families, reputations are very big. It's very important that your family and your children show a good face to the world. So this, again, goes back to saying, is it neglect? Yes, no, maybe. The bigger issue is a focus on appearances, a focus on status and sometimes not being willing to or able to look at what is happening in front of your very eyes. There are parents, and the kids will tell you this, if I am caught cheating or stealing, and I get into trouble with the school authorities or with the law because I've done this delinquent act, my parents would fight tooth and nail to get this expunged from my records. So just like with drug and alcohol use, the same principle applies here. If your parents are going to say, not just not punish you, but really work very hard and not letting anybody else give you any consequences, of course you're going to learn that you're above the law. Luther says children need and want limits. When boundaries aren't clearly set, kids are likely to try to find out how much they can get away with. But that's not merely a condition of affluence. Kids in the inner city may also experience parental neglect as well. When they use it as a defense for their bad behavior, those who are neglected are likely to receive at least a little consideration. But it may be more of an explanation than an excuse. You can find out more about all our guests on our website, RadioHealthJournal.org. Our studio producer is Jason Dickey. I'm Nancy Benson. Radio Health Journal returns in just a moment. The fall and holiday season offers many opportunities to enjoy the company of family and friends, as well as indulgent, special occasion food. Yet too many big meals and sweet snacks can start to take their toll, from zapping our energy to causing weight gain. Registered dietitian, award-winning author, and television cooking show host Ellie Krieger 
has some advice. Before heading out to a party, enjoy a healthy snack with fresh California grapes so that you don't arrive hungry. Consider bringing a bowl of grapes to the buffet table to provide a fresh option to more indulgent party food. Be selective when you do indulge and make sure it is truly fabulous. Grapes from California are also a natural source of antioxidants and other polyphenols and may contribute to heart health. With just 90 calories for a three-quarter cup serving, no fat or cholesterol, and virtually no sodium, fresh grapes are a smart choice. For more information, visit grapesfromcalifornia.com. Holiday celebrations are often joyous occasions, but they can be challenging for the millions of people living with Alzheimer's disease and those who care for them. The hustle and bustle of the holidays can be stressful for those with Alzheimer's, and changes in the daily routine, large gatherings, and noisy environments can create extra anxiety. Monica Marino, Senior Director of Care and Support at the Alzheimer's Association, has some tips to make the holidays enjoyable. First, plan ahead. Prepare the hosts for special needs, such as a quiet room for the person to rest. If you're hosting, let guests know what to expect before they arrive. Since crosstalk and multiple conversations can be challenging for people living with Alzheimer's, try engaging the person one-on-one or in smaller groups and keep them involved in the celebrations. Marino also suggests experimenting with new traditions. For example, if evening confusion and agitation are a problem, turn your holiday dinner into a holiday lunch or brunch. Find out more tips at ALZ.org. And that's Radio Health Journal for this week. Radio Health Journal is a production of MediaTracks Communications. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more. And check Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify for a library of past programs. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and information about our guests at RadioHealthJournal.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Radio Health Journal. Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal. December 25, December 26, and January 1st have more dead on arrival deaths, more emergency department deaths than on any other day of the year. Why Christmas Day is no holiday in the emergency room. Then how your holiday feast may produce confusing stomach and even lung symptoms. So things like overeating or drinking carbonated beverages. It's really a perfect storm for reflux the holiday season. All that and more on Radio Health Journal.